Welcome to Cancelled. We are back. We had a uh, little delay on this episode, but we got it out for you. We are back with episodes... 13 and 14. 13 and 14. I've watched a bunch of these in a row of American Gothic. That was Sarah June. Hey, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Uh, how are you? You're uh, moving to L.A. in like a day. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, how is that going? Uh, You know, moving is the absolute worst. Sure. So... Terrible. It's going terrible. <laughs> it's going the best terrible that it can. Everything's fine. I might have a job earlier than I thought. That's good. It's all good. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and I might get a bike out of this movie. You might get a bike out of this. I'm I'm going all over town trying to give appropriately yeah, yeah divest yeah, myself yeah, 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 yeah. of all my shit. So I had to give away a bunch of plants and that was emotional for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really yeah, like, like my plants. Connected to those plants. Yeah, I really like my plants, and I had a lot of them, but uh, most of them I gave away to a middle school teacher who was, like, redoing their school garden. Oh, well, that's cool. I was like, that feels, that sounds yeah, good. It feels and like, that, yeah, there's, like, an emotional Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. place, but, yeah, she was, like, uh, she told me that um, there was, you know, a different teacher had started it at the school, and then that teacher quit, and then, um, you know, nobody took it over, so it kind of went to seed. Then it got taken over by rattlesnakes, and she <laughs> at was at middle school. Yeah, at, the, at a middle school in Del Valley School yeah, District. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so no so, one gives a shit, right? So nobody <laughs> gave a shit. I mean, like they're, you know, they they allow land to be taken from them by rattlesnakes, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, but then she was like, "Oh, if I get yeah, apparently the school told her like, oh, you can you can restart that program if you get, can get rid of the rattlesnakes.'" And she said she did. Well, what the? Shouldn't the school be getting rid of the rattlesnakes? It's still like, Valley, Chris. Yeah, I, not but gonna... like at the okay, look, I understand you might have old textbooks, yeah. your computers might be out of date, <laughs> but at least you should have no right. rattlesnakes. And it used to be like it was a it was a school garden before that, so I just imagine basically like a garden box full of snakes. Yeah, like yeah, they don't yeah, go yeah, outside yeah, the box yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not the area is taken over. It's it just like, like a sandbox full yeah, of rattlesnakes. No, I like to imagine it's the snakes are now gardening there. Yeah. The they snake, have taken yeah. over control of the garden they're and they're crops. planting little snake plots, little snake plants. Uh, all right. Well, congrats. Hope the move oh, works out well. Thank you And very much. Uh, thank you for powering through. We've been... Oh, yeah. We've tried. Well, you, you, this was a very last minute move, so we we're trying to wrap up American Gothic before she leaves, and Record that time. is an undertaking. I'm telling uh, you, I'm telling you, this show is going off. It's going off the a rails. different rail every episode. Every episode That's is differently weird, but yeah. I will say that these these two episodes that we're going to talk about today, yeah, are. Going off the rails in a way that I absolutely love. I think it's I think kind it was of pretty, ridiculous, pretty good. Yeah, but I really so enjoyed so. them. It's the next ones where I'm where we're starting to get into some fucking shit. But we'll start. Yeah, let's talk. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, episode. I, think, I, I was thinking actually maybe we should do a thing uh, before we get into the episodes, like. You know, for somebody who's tuning in to your show, to sure. Cancelled Now. Oh, you want to try to recap this no, no, nightmare? No, not, not recap. Yeah, I do. I want to recap American Gothic. So, I mean, because sometimes when I start listening to a podcast, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to every episode. I want to cherry pick. So right, it's like, right, all right, right I got to right, tune in in the middle in case you have any listeners who want to recap. Okay, let's see what you got. All right. So, uh, I wonder if we could tell it chronologically. No. Ooh, no, there's so much oh, backstory. Okay. Boy, so, uh, no. Yeah. Now I'm trying to summarize. I'm trying to summarize the whole show. Okay. Okay, so here's... All right, so... Uh, the a main child, A child uh, named Caleb... Conceived uh, by rape. Conceived by rape. Uh, from an agent of the devil named Lucas Buck, who's the town sheriff. He's the sheriff of... Uh, what's Trinity. The Trinity, North Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. Who gives uh, a fuck? And uh, and then after Caleb is born, his mother kills himself. He never know. He thinks a different guy is his dad. He grows up. His uh, his sister is kind of catatonic. 
His uh, his dad uh, eventually kills his Drunk sister. Abusive. Or yeah. no, the sh- her, oh, yeah. his dad, Buck. Sheriff Buck, eventually murders his sister. And and the man he thinks is his biological dad. And the man he thinks is his biological dad. Uh, he eventually reveals his himself to be Buck Caleb's uh, real father. The sheriff is Caleb's real father. Caleb's uh, sister is comes back as an no, angel cousin, slash ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Angel slash ghost who guides him for a while and then starts kind making of, blood come out of people's eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, chills There out is a some bit. sort of good, like a battle between good and evil for Caleb's soul is being taken place. Why Caleb's soul? Other than the fact that it's Lucas's son, we don't really know what's we don't special really about know. Kate, I mean, about clearly, Caleb. he's clearly, definitely special. He shows right. he's got powers, things of that nature. But I mean, we don't and he's he's descended from from evil from some guy, yeah, who's evil, right? And we don't really know much about Caleb's mother. Honestly, anything could have been going on there. Uh, but then, Caleb's mother yeah. gave birth and immediately jumped out a window. Yeah. That's how when we say she eventually killed herself in the delivery was, yeah, room, right. she jumped out a window. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is a, which should happen more often. I feel like, well, I feel like more I, people I'm sure people would, be like, this would jump out during idea. delivery. Yeah. Not, not right after. Right after you're you like, already got it over, you're kind of tired. Let me take a rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're exhausted. Um there's a doctor who has moved to town who is siding as well as Caleb's cousin, who's a newspaper reporter from Miami, and they are kind of aligning themselves against Buck, except on the that side the, of good. Except that the journalist's cousin is now trying to fuck Sheriff Buck. Yeah. And the doctor is so everything's somewhere. getting all mixed up. So there's there's a doctor who cares this about Caleb and the, is a good guy. This is the it most is so boring. fucked up mess of a recap uh, because the show is kind of a fucked up mess. It's of kind show. of a, exactly. Uh, his cousin is in in town, just living there, but she doesn't live with him. They both live in different boarding, boarding houses. houses. He lives in a One boarding is house. Run this by child a, lives like in a boarding a house. Voodoo queen, right? Lady who's lady into magic. Good. Shit. So there's magic shit going on. And it's you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about souls and basically uh, Buck trying to make Caleb be the man that he wants him to be, which is himself. While his ghost sister, ghost angel sister, is trying to get him to be the good that he the world needs. And he's let's pretty, just get let's yeah. get into the show. This is like the more we talk about it, the more confusing it sounds. It's very, well, also weed is involved. Let's just get into. All show. right, all right. Episode 13. Good cold open. Fucking great cold open. One of the open. best. Uh, I, it, it this opens. even tops that bathtub pig thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. By the way, there was a whole scene with Men and Pigs Max. Uh, yeah. Just just go back and watch. Uh, it opens in like, there's like a prison and there's mm-hmm. like a, a naked guy spinning in a circle. Right. And Caleb, Caleb, Caleb is, is walking down a dark hall in what is clearly a prison, but you can't see anyone except the guy in the cell at the very end of the right. hall. And he's like kind of crying he's saying things we don't really know what he's saying and he's like yeah he's just moaning and crying for a while and then he starts saying father over and over right and he turns around and he's got like a cut in his stomach uh and that's when caleb wakes up and he goes father it's the worst delivery uh he just goes father (laughs) it made me laugh so fucking hard um, but yeah, it doesn't a, sound good. It sounds real. It sounds real poor. And Caleb actually is a good actor. And yeah. Actually, we'll see in a Otherwise, few of his episodes. Yeah. He's quite good. I've written down a couple moment. of Caleb quotes from every episode where Excellent. his accent is at its and like peak, absolute thickest. Like he says at one point, he says "nasty business." Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a nasty episode, business. There's an episode coming up where he says. Um, by that time, I'll be frying up bass in a skillet and whistling Dixie. <laughs> that happens at one point, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, he wakes up. That's the open. We go to credits. Now, I, initially, I was like, this is clearly a dream. 
But what I was really hoping was that he was just going to visit Doc Matt in the in the mental hospital, yeah. and that's just what Trinity's mental hospital looks like. It's just a shitty corridor where like naked prisoners cutting themselves. <laughs> it's, it's bars. There's no like. There's no doors. It's yeah, just yeah, bars. yeah. There's no padded nothing. Uh, it's really awful. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what was? Uh... So we get it opens up and uh, oh, deputies. And, yeah. Okay. Well, what I want to point out is that the uh, the guy who's in the jail cell at the end of the hall, he's right. in like tidy whities. Um, I think actually what happens before he's saying father, father, and over, the, and then somebody comes by and cuts his wrists, right? No, he turns around. He's got a cut across his stomach, right, and his hands are bloody. And his hands right, are nobody bloody cuts from his, hand. his hands. His hands are bloody from the cut. From the cut on okay, his, his father. It's um, fuck, I forget the actor's name actually, but I, I was like, it's Mr. Katimsky, which you haven't seen my so-called life, right, so you won't get. But it was it's Mr. Katimsky from from my so-called life. For my so-called life who, he's also on Scandal. The guy's been in a ton he's in a, he's in a lot of things, and uh, he uh, uh, like Mr. Katimsky. Well, this is about my so-called life. Anyways, Mr. Katimsky uh, is based on the show's creator Jason Katims, uh, or one of the producers, and then he went on to produce Parenthood. And I'm just a really big Jason Katims fan. I want to put that out there. For Excellent. Anyone, anyone who wants to know about we where will. I stand on Jason Kadims. <laughs> the public has demanded to know. We will be doing my so-called life on this podcast, but ah. currently we're doing American Gothic. So. Uh, um, yeah, he's great. He's fantastic in this episode. Yes. The next time we see him, he's in like full military garb, like a, like a dress uniform. Yeah. Uh, and he's in this pawn shop, and he's acting yeah. real weird. Yeah. He looks like he's from the 50s. Was that what it was? It was a pawn shop? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like a, just an electronic store, but then it had a bunch of other shit. I mean, it looked really like confused. a pawn shop. Yeah, it was probably a pawn shop, yeah. It doesn't really matter, but he gets he gets a uh, he like gets a specific kind of watch that has like a heart rate monitor that yeah. comes, that becomes important later in the episode. Um, but he's he's acting real weird. It's like the Apple Watch of 1995. Yeah, it's like yeah, a very it's, it's a fancy like a watch. Ca- it's like a calculator watch that can control, and it's a, it's got a remote control. It's got a That's remote the really control important part. And a heart rate monitor. Those yeah. two things are important. To, they'll come up later. Yeah. Um, so he sort of very politely holds up the store. He he just uh, yeah. says he's not going to pay. He's got this like kind of you know the guys at the watch ninety nine dollars and he's like I'll give you a seven and a pack of cigarettes. And yeah. then the guy's like he, what? Yeah, it's a little like American Psycho. Like I don't know. He's everything's in a monotone. He it says it in that you know the soldier monotone where it's like everything's like this and then it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then the guy's like oh seven bucks and a pack of cigarettes. That's crazy. Yeah. And then they get into a fight and right. then. Uh, I want to he, say Mr. Katimsky. Mr. Katimsky pulls a gun. Mr. Katimsky pulls a gun. His character's name is Artie. His character's name is Artie. We'll find out later. He pulls a gun. Now, meanwhile, the deputy has been bitching again that his son doesn't respect him, which has been yeah. an ongoing yes. storyline for this whole right. run of this show, is yeah. that his son just got, he just gets no respect. No respect. No. Uh, <laughs> and the sheriff is like, they're driving, he's driving in the car with Sheriff Buck, and Buck tells him when they get the call about this robbery, he's like, okay, well, this is it. You'll play the big hero. And we'll save the, you'll save the day, and you'll get your son's respect. Because for whatever reason, Buck is really adamant about helping the about, deputy get his yeah. son's respect. And this comes up later yeah. in another episode. Multiple, and it's like yeah. it's a lot. It's like kind of a lot. It's like the nicest thing that Buck does, and he By keeps having far. to do it over and over because it doesn't because doesn't take. Yeah, it never takes. The guy's still a sad sack. Yeah, like, as much really as I like that sack. deputy, he's got no balls. That's kind of his point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, him. He, and he, so like Lucas will push him to do a thing, and then he'll just go back to being sad sack. Right. Uh, they have this exchange, which I really like, and uh, it's Buck says, you know, so like we ben, ben is bitching, and then Buck goes, Ben, who's driving this car? And then you know Ben is yeah. driving the car. And then, uh, uh, and then he's like me, and then he's, and then Buck goes why, and he, and then Ben goes because it's my passion. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then Buck goes, no. I was like, yeah, no. Right, then. And he goes, and then Buck says, it's because I believe in you. I was like, what? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Who's driving this car? Because it's, like, I'm I'm driving because it's my passion. That's, like, hilarious. I think he's supposed to be saying that, like, you're my deputy because I have faith in you and you're not a big pussy sass. I know, but I just took it very literally. Or understandably, because it's delivered very literally. Right. It's It's very, very strange. Very weird. They go to break up this robbery, at which point we find out, bum, 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 that Artie is the deputy's brother. Yes. Um, the brother, we'll find out later, is like mental problems. He's been in and out of mental institutions. He takes... And the army. <laughs> right. They, they end up... Uh, he ends up getting shot. The, uh, the brother gets mm-hmm. shot in the process of this whole thing. In the right, right. In the process of this robbery. They take him to the hospital. Now, here's the biggest problem with this whole goddamn next two episodes yeah and it doesn't make any goddamn sense the end of the last episode doc matt tries to kill sheriff buck and he's locked away in a mental institution yeah in this episode he's just back to practice in medicine he's just back immediately I, I looked to see if like the the download i had was out of order or something yeah because it just is never referenced it's not this is just the way they aired them no i'm assuming they aired them out of order because this doesn't make any sense. That's a really good point. Because I, I think... Because that, that last episode, the one where... That wraps up Matt. Matt's gone. That should be the yeah. e- either the end of it's Matt or the played exactly like Matt is going to be gone for at least three or four episodes. If right. not the rest of the season. Right. And... But then... Nope. And I didn't notice either because the whole show has had Dr. Matt in it. It took me two episodes to realize, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. And then I thought that I had watched the episodes out of order right. or something. But we nope. had both watched the episode. You know, yeah, yeah. we clearly did not. This is the way they aired. I checked the episode guides. Very It just doesn't make any sense. I'm assuming it's some sort of fuck up. But he's back and he's going to be waiting on... Or, or they did it and then they on. immediately dropped it. Like, can you imagine like how they were like... Yeah. They just didn't even try to... Like, it's not even like he says... You know, I'm I'm back to work after. He never gives yeah, you an exposition yeah, that's like, I'm, I'm back to work after the junior. And no one ever says, like, Doctor, where were you? Or anything. Like, it really might as well have not happened. Right. So you're right. It's probably they just aired it out of order. Because that seems too crazy for this show. This show is, like, pretty accountable for all its shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Overall. But at least keeps it, in, it keeps it, keeps track Consistent. of itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, I love, I really enjoyed all the stuff in the hospital up to a point, but he when they first get there mm-hmm. and like there's a real frantic energy about it. Yeah, uh, it's just like really all and over they the keep place. Cutting the to, yeah, so they start. So Artie starts talking about how he has a, a bomb sewn into the lining of his stomach. Uh, uh, so yeah, he's made. He, we find out that he has made a bomb. He's used the somehow. Here's what I don't understand. He's made a bomb. And that's been sewn into the lining of his, like, into he, his stomach. The it. fat of his stomach. He yeah. did that himself. Right, it's the fat, yeah. Um, like, the fat outside. He doesn't like it. It's not in his intestines. It's just yeah, in the yeah. fat of his abdomen. Um, he has used the watch. He needed the watch that he stole from the pawn shop to, to, be, a, to be a trigger for the bomb that's inside his stomach. Yeah. He learned how to do all of this in the army. I don't, that's not what the army does. Like, it just doesn't make, it's such a shitty, like, attempt at explaining why he had that. They literally, like, they're like, well, we can put him in an army uniform. Yeah, that'll work fine, whatever. And they just put, like, that's the whole explanation for how he's able to make us literally a bomb that... Perform surgery on himself. Perform surgery on himself. Make a bomb. Make a bomb that is connected to a heart rate monitor and a watch he didn't have yet. Right. Because... In order to make the bomb, if his uh, blood, if his heartbeat drops below a certain level, it will blow up a la speed. Yeah. He is just the yes. bus from speed at a this point. A la crank, also. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I think maybe Crank stole. Crank has some craziness that I think is very yeah. It's very much like where it's like my heart rate can't drop below whatever, whatever, or right, or I'll blow up and everyone near me will blow up. And it turns out that the point of this was he was gonna. For some reason, I don't know why he put the bomb in himself and then wanted to go to an army base. Because no, it wasn't the army base; it was the mental, the mental institution where he was, where he is, because he says all of his friends there also want to die. So and I'll go and we'll gonna, go, I'll go take we'll, him to we'll, heaven. They'll all go to heaven together. I, the the plot here's what I kind of like. Right, it's it's insanely absurd. It's it so convoluted. No, it's There's so, con- so many twists and turns. To, and to with, his, like specifically to his point. Here's what I mean. Not necessarily the plot of the episode, but his plan is so insanely absurd that it works because he's insane. That's yeah. kind of why I like it, where it's like, it's not a great plan because it was thought of by a mental patient. Yeah, that's And a good as point. such, it has the logic of a mental patient. And it doesn't work. Uh, it only doesn't work because he gets shot in the holdup yeah. and doesn't make it yeah. to the mental institution. The bomb works. Yeah, By the, the end bomb of the episode, we find out that bomb is 100% effective. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great shit going on. There's a great moment in that hospital when he first takes everybody hostage and he shoots that nurse. Or he doesn't, he doesn't shoot. Well, we find out he didn't actually shoot the nurse. But he like takes her out of the room and they're like, what happened to the nurse? He's like, I shot her. Now go back to fucking work. Yeah, yeah. I just really like the quick, like he's not fucking around delivery yeah. on that. He'll say whatever. Delivery. He doesn't care. He's very he's focused on his goal. I like it. And I just also like the entire time Buck is, like, trying to get the deputy to still stand up to his brother. Yeah. But at the same time, he's just, like, at one point, he goes, fine, I guess I'll have to fucking get us all out of this one again. Yeah. And, like, he starts, like, taking out the, like, trying right. to unscrew his thing off the sink. Yeah. Um, he's, he clearly has a plan the entire time. Right. He's letting all of this play out. He really is just interested in seeing what happens. He's like, let's yeah. see what happens. And he, I mean, I guess he's technically an advocate of the devil. And as such, he plays devil's advocate a lot. Where, like... He'll uh, he'll lie or he'll say like, all right, I'll I'll go do this thing. I'll be the one to uh, go do that or you know talk to him about whatever right, for the right, group. Right. Um, also, Artie has handcuffed Gail and Caleb together because and to for a some reason they're also pipe. still in the hospital. Like, they're still in the hospital. Yeah, it, none no of this makes any sense. And but well, fine. but the thing is, is Caleb has recognized Artie from his dream and he keeps staring at him yeah, and he's yeah, told yeah, he's yeah, told yeah. Doctor Matt about the dream because Gail was like, you keep having the same dream. We got to talk to the doctor. Um, so he goes to Dr. Matt and, he's, and he tells him, like, oh, I see a man and he's in a sale. And, like, <laughs> the, I, that kid, I can't get enough of his accent. Um, sure. And so he keeps just staring at him. And and he tells him, like, I know you. Like, I know you from somewhere or whatever. Uh, so that's, like, the purpose of Caleb in this. It doesn't... Right. It really doesn't make sense why the whole dream thing is even a storyline. Because... It doesn't make any... It doesn't factor... It's not really resolved. Other than the sense... Other than the fact that he... Caleb's premeditated this in a weird way. For sure. And also, he's like... It's it's to show... It's, again, more evidence of his powers. He has, like, these precognitive right. visions. But also, I think, like, he has the... I think he has kind of made this happen in the sense that he wants... Like, he still wants to help this guy. Caleb still has yeah. good at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe he has, like, somehow orchestrated this. We'll find out later episodes... Well, not in the next episode. The next episode of this is like three episodes from now. That he has this ability to like make things. Happen yeah, yeah. He wants to He's do. got sorcery. Um, a lot of this, I've watched a bunch of these in a row. So oh. they're starting to blend together a little bit. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I really liked about when they get into the hospital and and Artie is like 
he's pushing them in, and he sort of pushes them into a, a surgery room uh, where he's going to try and get the doctor to to do a surgery on him, right? Um, the, to take out the bullet, bullet hole, yeah, to so take out the bullet so that he won't bleed to death uh, before he can blow himself, himself up. up, right? Because he still has to get back to the hospital. He's trying to get. He's been trying to steal like cars this whole time, yeah. and none of them work out. And he, now he's going to take the ambulance from the hospital mm-hmm. to get to the mental hospital. Uh, Artie, uh, every room they go into that has a phone, he pulls it out of the wall. Yeah, like, yeah. It happens like four times yeah, in a row. Yeah, but I like the attention I like it, to it. too, yeah. but I just like, it made me think of in The Jerk where, uh, you know, where he's shooting K, and yeah. I was like, he hates these phones! <laughs> uh, there's a Maybe great left. bit, well, what we oh, find... Oh, and every fucking five minutes... They cut to the clock because now we know there's a time. Sure, you know, there's, there's a time that stake. Ti- oh, yeah. we're looking how many minutes till eleven, which is when the bomb is going to go off. Right. And every time they cut to the clock, they show the second hand moving two or three times, and then each time it takes, it's like a fucking gunshot. Yeah, it's very it's, loud. It's <laughs> tense, tense clock, tense clock, and that punctuates every like three to five minutes of the episode, and it bothered me so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> find out that <laughs> that's the clock that Artie and. Uh, ben, the deputy, mm-hmm. that already killed their father Accidentally. in a hunting accident when yeah. they were kids. But it's also not... It was weird that I don't know 100% it was an accident. I don't know either. I they don't, don't think so say, either. They, they're very unclear about that. They say, like, Everyone, there was an incident, yeah. and Caleb... And, well, Ben shot, like, a deer... Yeah. And then they go, like, and then already went up to you and shot your dad. <laughs> uh... So I don't know if Artie was just... And I think maybe Artie was just a crazy person that went to fucking... I think... I killed think his dad it, and went to a mental institution. Right. I think it was something that he, he just did, but he was alone. And so then, you know, he basically told everybody else it was an accident. And everybody wanted to believe that it was an accident. Right. So he basically got away with it. Right. So yeah, I don't think it was an accident. But then, I also am not sure of the timeline. Because, like, when did he go to the mental institution? Was he ever actually in the army? I don't know what's going on. I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, they said it was when they were children. So you would assume that he would have to then be in the mental institution for at least two or three years. I don't know. I mean, say they were, like, 12 or whatever. Then he would have to be there for, like, six to eight years before he could go from a mental institution into the army, which is a stretch. Seems weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, at this point, their recruitment... Policies are very lackluster. Like, was, oh, what are those? Not, what yeah. are those swastika tattoos? Whatever. Are they fresh? The they stone? do not fine. We, yeah. we need you. We need boots on They're the ground. They're not turning anything down. Um, but that being said, I really enjoyed Ben and Artie. Anytime there was like a Ben and Artie scene, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Those two actors really acted it the fuck up, and I really enjoyed their work. <laughs> but they were really like, because Artie is like playing it like super crazy. He's that but, like, weird, that, stiff, always got it like snappy, yeah, but, but like, like very that monotone. spring that's about to spring. Yeah. He's constantly about to spring. It's, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, there's a bunch of plans that I don't get. It goes back and forth. There's back and forth. Some blah, blah. Ben brings it. There's so much like... Here's one thing that was kind of nice is like this is probably logistically what trying to stage a heist is. You know what I mean? Where you have to keep getting, you have to get transport, and I don't want to kill anybody, but what if you have to kill somebody? Yeah, 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 yeah. All of these like things, things go wrong, and then you have to fix them. But they're all really boring problems. Right. And it's like I feel like whoever wrote this really traded uh, emotional obstacles for like physical well, obstacles yeah, 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 of for a just getaway. Not having the yeah, and it's like those, that doesn't have. I mean, there's plenty of emotional punch in this episode, for but sure. I felt like they were trying to deep like, oh, you're on the edge of your seat because things kept going wrong, and I just yeah, got yeah, really yeah. bored by it. There was uh, there's so like the doc has a, like cause everybody's got plans, right? So and everybody Artie's tries a, to Artie's, execute different plans at once. Artie's got a plan to get to the hospital to get to the mental hospital. Buck has a plan to help Ben stop Artie so that Ben can say, get his son's respect. The but he doctor, won't tell anybody. The about doctor it. has a plan 
to stop Buck from shooting Artie because he thinks Buck's just going to kill Artie and he's like, we can save him and get the bomb out of mm-hmm. him and then nobody has to die. And they, but here's what bothered me the most, not the most, but so the doc is going to stick a needle in him that's got some fast acting sedative, yeah. put him out, and then they'll put another needle in him to keep his heart rate up and then he can go in and cut him up and get the bomb out. Um, he breaks, he hurts his hand punching fucking the Buck in the face and he clearly punches like a girl. It's fantastic. It's really good. Um, at which point, Buck's like, all right, I have the plan. And it's just the fucking Doc's plan again. It's just yeah. the same drug thing, <laughs> same except plan. now Except ben, it involves a little now, bit more of, of Buck um, saying really mean, manipulative things to both Ben and Artie. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, he's, the whole time, he's just constantly like, poking fucking Artie yeah. with a stick. Uh, but the new plan is now that Ben, the deputy, is going to perform the surgery on his brother. Because the doctor can't, because can't his hand is broken. Hand. So he just tells Ben what to do. Um, the uh, sheriff can't, because why? Because he's busy know. fucking trying to get the sink apart. You know what? Yeah, 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 it uh, is. Because he's trying to get the handcuff keys out or some such horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The handcuff uh, already threw the keys down the sink. So I we, will you know. say this. Uh, a great Artie is a, a kid moment that I really enjoyed is... Uh-huh. He go like at one point Artie's like because he just has these moment flashes of like he's still a child. Yeah, yeah. Because like we've the seen way they, the, all the episodes. I think a lot of people when you hang out with your siblings, you kind of start talking like a kid again because right, that's right. what you remember with them. That's yeah, what yeah. you're used to. Uh, but Caleb has this great moment where like Artie says to him like Artie says, "Well, whose fault is that?" And Caleb's like, "Yours." Like he's so mad, <laughs> yeah. like it's so, it pissed him off so much. That yeah, he even suggests it's anybody else's fault. Right. I just love uh, Caleb's response. Caleb's the best. When so eventually the plan works. They stick him with the fucking hypodermic. He goes out to get the other thing in him to crank his up, and now fucking Ben's got to cut him open to get this bomb out. Mm-hmm. And they put a cartoonish amount of like mm-hmm. arterial spray blood. And it is amazingly so good. Because literally, is, it ben just squirts the whole right time. in Ben's face. It's like a cartoon. It's yeah. so a fountain of blood just it's sprays him in his face. It's yeah. like ah, and he has Which to is, still keep cutting. It's like, so good. I mean, that's actually like what I is that's the thing that happens. Sure, but it happens when you probably cut into something I An don't artery, think he was supposed not, to cut into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just the not fat regular of the stomach, bleeding, but yeah. whatever. It's fine. It's fucking hilarious, and I love every second of it. They pull out. There's a lot of camera panning around Ben, sort of like in circles and panning past him and yeah yeah he's well just- now we had forgotten so when he says he's got a bomb inside of him they don't believe him they x-ray him they see this outline this like square package inside of him they cut him open they pull out a pack of cigarettes and they're like oh this crazy guy never had a bomb he just had a pack of cigarettes yeah ben is his- furious because he just had to reach his hand inside his brother's stomach exactly he's so pissed and then someone's like why is there a wire sticking out the side and of the that? bomb it literally i mean it's so they could make a bomb that was a pack of cigarettes with a wire stick it's literally right. a single wire yeah it's just and it's not and connected connect to, anything. to anything it's not even a fuse like you're supposed to light that and it's not a wick it's just a wire hanging it's out the side of this pack of open- cigarettes uh, which Ben then like runs across the room in slow mo and throws it down like a laundry chute, yeah. as opposed to the open window that was the plan the whole right. fucking time. Yeah. He throws it like down this laundry chute, and it turns out the basement where the laundry chute goes to used to be a bomb shelter, so everybody's fine because uh, it explodes. Because it the explodes, bomb it's a bomb and explodes, and then but everybody's fine. It's I can't it, just ima- imagine. Literally, you took a, a package of cigarettes and you put a bit of wire into it. And then you cover the whole thing in fake blood. That's all we see. That's <laughs> yeah. the most work they do. Yeah, for sure. On the production, like the props design of the ship. You know, I know that it's supposed to look like a carton of cigarettes because he takes it out and he goes, carton of cigarettes, you lying, lying sack of shit, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, for sure. And then we find there's this ridiculous moment where uh, where Ben's like, "So you must have done research and found out that that uh, laundry chute was a, a bomb shelter, right?" And Puck's like, "Man, who knows?" Like, because he won't, yeah. he'll never give anybody a solid answer on anything. And I just fucking really enjoy it. Uh, it ends with the worst thing in the history of this show, hands down. Where he has the watch now. Buck has the watch that Artie stole. Yeah. The watch that has a remote control like you can turn on and off TVs with. Yeah. He points it at the camera, at the audience, and hits the button and the episode like zips out like a clothes, like you're turning off an old TV. I love this. I so hated much. it so much. It's I the dumbest it. thing in the world. Why are you talking to us? This is not a break the fourth wall show. Don't do that. What it, if oh. we're all Buck's dream? That would be kind of great. I would be all right with that. The, um, I mean, the whole thing, basically, yeah. That being said, I felt like, it feels like we were bitching a lot about that episode. I really enjoyed that episode. It was pretty much fun. There was a fun. lot that I enjoyed. It was a lot more fun than a lot of the episodes to come, I'll say. For uh, certain. And I did like that they they did a thriller episode. And also, it was kind of a, like a bottle episode. Yeah, I, did, I, wrote down it, as, I wrote down it's like half a bottle. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like a Like two-thirds of it episode. takes place in the surgery room, and right. it's very character-driven. And I think, I thought Artie as a, as a you know, new character of the week was great. Absolutely. Yeah, Great I thought actor. he was one of the better ones, for sure. Yeah. Let me um, find my notes on this. No worries. That does bring us to episode 14. Yes, okay. Here uh, two great openings in a row, I would say. The flashback opening that this one opens with, while not quite as good as the I, this was hospital a episode. fucking incoherent, the most incoherent flashback. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be a flashback or a dream. And those two things are kind of similar sure. on screen, but they shouldn't be, like... It was so back and forth because the whole thing was clearly nightmarish. But then it w- seemed that the doctor in the dream was maybe supposed to be drunk. Right. So it's, well, it's yeah, the doctor's. It's the doctor's flashback. It's the flashback to the doctor, the Dr. doctor Matt. who's uh, killed his family in a drunk driving accident, and now it's been referenced before. Before, but now we're getting the story. Um, flash forward to after the credits, we're at some sort of auction. Uh, oh wait, should we say what the nightmare is? It's him. He's like waking up in a in a police station, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I gotta get back to my rounds," but he's all drunk. And oh yeah, yeah. And then they zing. He's like, oh, "I could have walked back to Boston by now." And they go, "Uh, like, yeah, where, like you're, you're in Boston." It's not that, but it's something right. Like and that. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, they're like Boston's eighty miles away. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, what? And yeah, and then he's like, "What?" And they're like, "What are you a speed walker?" Because he says, "I could have walked to work by now," and it's like. This is, it's supposed to be this, like, zing. Yeah, it's these two shitty cops. Basically, again, it's just we're finding out. He's clearly still story. blackout drunk. Right. Uh, and they're interrogating him, basically. And taunting him for having just killed his wife and child sure. in a car accident. I feel like that's something cops would do. They would make you feel worse about that. Um, cops are bad people. That's so true. we flash forward to this auction, and it's, like, for charity or something. It's not it's, really... It's like an estate defined. sale, but it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's for the hospital. It's a benefit for the hospital. <laughs> Caleb's there because why no wouldn't he be? Reason. I don't Gail know. Gail is there in a very sexy dress for a luncheon. <laughs> well, Gail's got a very sexy dress. Caleb is there. I don't understand why. Like, when does he go to school? He appears to only go to school the when Buck shows up in yeah. school. Like, who? who <laughs> the uh, which happens all the time. Because yeah, in the next episode, everybody's wearing coats, and there's a garden, and you see like pumpkins in someone's garden. But then the next episode is totally different yeah, weather-wise. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck season it's even supposed to be. Uh, 
Caleb does have a very I, I just there's a moment and it's such a stupid little nothing beat but I enjoy it because I do enjoy these moments when Caleb is just a kid because yeah. he, he really pulls it off genuinely everybody's eating like these hors d'oeuvres or whatever yeah. and he just has six cocktail weenies on one toothpick <laughs> and he's just like picking at them and I'm like that's such a great little kid thing he's like in this suit that he clearly doesn't like wearing yeah, yeah, yeah. he has to be dressed up for this thing but he's gonna have his fucking cocktail weenies it's just it I good... really enjoy it um, beautiful Still no mention of Matt being out of this fucking mental institution. It wait, does. wait, hold on. Wait, what episode number are we on? 14? 14? Yeah, it's the drunk driving episode. Yeah, auction hospital. Oh, you know what happens also is... Uh, oh, never mind. I thought we sk- had skipped over this, but it doesn't matter the order. Um, Boone shows up again. Yes, Boone. Is, I did write, oh, yeah, Boone's back. Boone's back with who I, I think is his sister. It's some Rose? other little girl, like little girl. who's clearly younger than them. Yeah. But they're like playing. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like it's good to see his friend back. Yeah. It's been a few episodes. That's yeah. Just we hadn't gotten there yet. Okay. Uh, so we're still. There's a moment that I just hate at that fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the, the, right. the, everything in this episode is set up at this fucking at this charity. Yeah. Whatever. So like at one point they say something about like. Assets and the and, and Buck's life is like oh yeah yeah he's Some, one big asset all right and yeah like, it's like an ass and it's just the worst pun but it's it's, very bad it, he delivers it with such confidence like <laughs> like he really just dropped a fucking like mic drop yeah. bomb on this dude. Uh, and the guy doesn't even notice. Some rich guy who's like, what do you whatever. think of him? He's an asset to the community. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a big asset. All right, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, the only good thing I like that was like uh, Buck's like yeah the worst the the the. Worst person here is the guy who paid for these terrible tchotchkes or whatever. He holds up these two yeah, things, yeah. and the guy's like, "Those are my grandfather's. They're my, my prized possession." And Buck's like, Meh. and he just kind of throws it. Yeah, up. He doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a shit. Also, like, Gail just bought those tchotchkes technically yeah, yeah, in the auction, yeah, 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 and he, yeah. she doesn't get them. Like she doesn't take them at any point. For sure, I did like that. He says a pair of canines though, because I thought that was a good pun. For yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, that's a little. Oh boy, a little on the nose. Yeah. Um, we see a like Do you think it means Doc Matt meets a woman at the thing at the at the auction. Oh yeah, there's a woman at the auction who kind of flirts with him, but she, like she's got bit, a husband. But then and... she's got a who's clearly drunk. Yeah, he's at this party like throwing him back. Yeah, and like but uh, Buck is fucking immediately like, "Hey Matt, that looks like you, huh? Remember when you killed yeah. your wife and kid? Like he just does not give a fuck. He's such an asshole to Matt, and I love it. Yeah. Um. Uh. She. He. He go. Buck goes and says something to the. To the, the drunk, drunk husband, husband His name that is we Chester. don't that we don't know, but but he's clearly like and like whenever you see like this is a, like a southern like high society yeah, event. Yeah. There's one guy who looks too stupid and too drunk to be yeah. there, and that's clearly him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he kind of takes him off, says something. They leave. We don't know what it is. Uh, meanwhile, Boone and Caleb right. and the little girl are hanging out. Playing this is the again. subplot. This is the subplot, which I was totally- love. Unnecessary. And then, completely unnecessary. Has nothing to the episode except for the fact that at the end of it, almost makes me cry. Um, <laughs> they like, whoo boy, close to cry. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're playing. They're playing, and there's like they're talking about a, mo- a horror movie they went and see. They oh yeah, see. I really liked this scene. It's great, and they're like, oh, you were scared of this scene. Like, no, I wasn't. You were scared of this scene. You yeah. almost peed your pants or whatever. They're yeah, having, yeah. Like, really good kid. Yeah. like stuff. And then the daughter says, like, you know, it's really scary. It's old man so-and-so next door. Yeah. Well, what now, I liked about that is that uh, b- before she even says that, uh, uh, like, 
uh, Caleb's like, oh, that wasn't scary. Like some, something that scared Boone. And yeah, Boone's yeah, like, Caleb's oh, that was like, scary. Nothing. Because yeah. He, yeah, you almost die every yeah. week, dude. Like he was, nothing he scares you. He stepped in a skeleton. Like yeah, scary yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 he literally yeah, says sure. he's like, movies aren't scary. Right, and then right, Boone's right. like, well, you know what is scary, Mr. Emmett. And I was like, no, you you were no. with him when he stepped inside a human skeleton. <laughs> How are you scared of your old neighbor who's right. an old man puttering around in a garden? To be fair. That old man initially is pretty scary. One, if you're digging at night, you're terrifying. Something's wrong. I was like, this is uh, just Home Alone. This is Home Alone. And, obviously. You know. Two, uh, if you're yelling at the sky at night, okay, that that's was good. not great. They're, There's they're like a lot of him. shit where he is yeah. genuinely a little scary. Yeah, they're spying on him. He's digging in his garden at night. This is the one, this is the one where there's pumpkins. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. fully grown pumpkins in his garden, <laughs> and they were just at like a luncheon that looked like it was summer. I'm upset by whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a stupid show. Uh, um, yeah, but he's so he's like so he's pondering, and then he's digging, and then he drops to his knees, looks at the full moon. The, yeah, I really, I literally took a note that I thought he's going to turn into a werewolf, and I was Me like, too. that's too much. Show. But he doesn't. You can't he just says, have werewolves. Instead, he screams, "Omar!" Yeah, he screams the name Omar, which I was like, <laughs> "What? What?" Yeah. I was, I thought he was going to howl, he's and he said, "Imagine you think something is going to howl, and then it says Omar." Yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out he's a big fan of the wire. He yeah. just really enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> he just saw a crazy episode. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just found out Omar died. And he's like, Omar! <laughs> um, he just watched season five. Uh, so that's kind of the B-plot. There's a C-ish plot with, gay, with fucking Selena Coombs. Again, I say it every week, I fucking hate Selena she's Coombs. So, when she came on screen, oh, uh, she's, we see her in her car just blasting... Kenny G, I think. Yeah, some sort of she fucking... She can't go... She's, like, not allowed to go anywhere where there's not sultry music yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. fucking just, radio just station plays this? saxophone at all times. So she's kind of speeding, and then she pulls up, um, uh, and uh, she's driving down the road, and then she sees a car turned over and on fire in the middle of the road. You know, she can't get past it. She right. stops. She's just sort of looking at the scene of the accident. Suddenly... And her window... Sheriff Buck. Pulls up Sheriff Buck. No, it's not Sheriff oh, Buck. No, no, it's bloody, bloody Drunk Guy. Oh, right, And he does right, that, right, right, yeah, you know, yeah. sudden Thag appear in the window right. kind of zombie The drunk thing. husband. He's not a zombie, but he just, he's come out of this car accident, clearly. Right. The drunk husband has killed his, his wife. wife. She's not dead yet, but she's on a right. right. She's in a very bad state, and yeah, she's yeah. in a coma, and she's, she's going to die soon. Right. Um, there's... Who gives a fuck, for starters? Don't care. Um... Matt is having, it's this thing where it's like, oh, this is obviously the story that's going to tie Matt to his past thing, right. and he's having all these flashbacks. Matt keeps having flashbacks yes. to the same thing. Over and over. And we know what the event is, and it doesn't change, we don't get we, any new, new information, information with at all. any it's, flashbacks. Nothing changes. Yeah, but it's like, so So the lady's in a coma, so the, the wife, um, the wife of the drunk guy, is right. in a coma, he's taking care of her, um... Sometimes he looks at her and her face turns into the face of his dead wife. Right. Or there's and a little girl in the hospital there's a little girl that in the hospital. he sees and becomes his daughter. Right. And he's, he's and he's having man. and then this is where they introduce the uh the worst line of dialogue in this episode, the catchphrase of this episode, little bitty pretty one. Oh, little bitty pretty one it's is so, so uncomfortable. Fucking he, bad. Okay, he, so his pet name for his daughter is little bitty pretty one. Yeah, him and, and, and his, his, his and yeah. his wife say the same thing. They call her little bitty pretty one. One, she's like twelve. 11. She's not. She's she's like nine, but okay. still, it's Either like. Either way, she's too big for a little bitty pretty one. It's too that. cutesy. It's creepy. But it's she just creepy. she seems to like it when we see her talk. Whatever. I but think, no, but it just sounds like something a pedophile says. Yes. Like while watching someone in a park. Like, yeah. Just to himself, like a uh. pedophile would just murmur like little bitty pretty. Uh, like it's so uh, fucking gross. Yeah. Ugh. Um. 
Yeah, that's that's like to me. That's like the the height of baby. That's like if you were in a deep, like a one minute kind of baby talk streak. That's a thing you would say in the middle of it because it's <laughs> rhyme and you know, and it's the yeah, 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 yeah. just repeating things. Uh, it's 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 so intensely gushy that when they say it in the show, I like physically cringe. It's like, yeah, it's it's physically uncomfortable don't like to hear. It. For sure. But the wife, you know, that when he's having a flashback to his to his wife, he thinks that the lady in the bed is his wife. Um, she goes, "Where's my little bitty pretty one?" And I was like, Ugh. "You're not yeah, even yeah, talking yeah. to her, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, You're talking, talking to, to somebody your else about her. God yeah. damn it, that's gross. Like even ugh, where's like where's my honey, sweetheart? Like that sounds weird. Who are you? Ugh. Anyway, sorry. Uh, fuck kid. No, it's fine. There's there's a thing that's annoying me though. Where so like. Caleb now is convinced something's up with this neighbor, and he's spying on right. him, and he's like accusing him of yeah. being weird. Which Gail, to be to yeah. Caleb's defense, the only thing he's seen this guy do is dig a hole in the like a grave in the middle of the night. Not like he's not putting around his garden. Yeah, he's digging a large hole at night and then yelling Omar at the moon. <laughs> yeah. he has genuinely only seen this old man be creepy. Yeah. So when he tells Gail something's up with this old guy next door, and Gail's like, "Knock it off," I get pissed. Caleb has earned your trust yeah. at this point. If he has been right about Caleb? a ton of shit. Yeah. And how is everybody else apparently everyone like people have witnessed what they believe to be supernatural abilities by yeah. Lucas Buck. And nobody fucking cares right. about that at all. Like, so when oh, Caleb's like, magic, hey, we but look there at couldn't this. be any other magic. No. Or there couldn't just be a weird fucking old dude living next door. Yeah. Caleb's got good Caleb instincts. doesn't think he's magic, he just thinks that he has murdered people and buried them in his garden. Right. And maybe give him a listen. Now he's wrong. Turns out he's wrong, yeah. but at the end of the day, fucking like it's at not least that listen. far out. It's not that far fetched. Considering for how every member of your family died, <laughs> yeah, your you whole family's been murdered oh. for certain. I would be paranoid if I was Caleb. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a great fucking moment. The great reveal of this episode for me. Uh, one is that Black Doctor shows back up again and then yes. immediately disappears. He's yeah. there for like two seconds. He's gone and he's not in another yeah. episode. Matt's I like, oh, it's fine. You can go. And he goes. Okay. <laughs> like, I kind of think he might be a ghost. Like, I don't understand. Maybe he's just a ghost. I don't know. But he shows up legitimately. That guy had a whole episode devoted to him. Yeah. And, and now... Never showed he, up again. Never showed up again until this moment where he's there for two seconds. I want to know the backstory of how this actor is involved in this movie, in this show. Um, yeah, was, he had to come back for a shooting for one yeah, day to do something that contributes nothing to the story. Zero. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a callback to his previous no. episode. There's nothing interesting. It could have been any of the like four nurses we've fucking seen on this show so far. For sure. It absolutely could have been. Um, there's a, there is actually a genuinely good reveal that I really like, um, which is we find... So the basically the, the, the drunk husband shows up at the hospital because he's got to get stitched up or whatever, but he's still going to jail. Um, and we find out that Buck convinced him to drive that night that, that night after, after that at, afternoon after clearly, seeing him clearly be drunk at tells the him, auction, at the auction that his, thing. like your wife is sick you got to take care of your wife and drive her home yeah puts her in the back seat and he, he insists on the the drunk husband driving yeah so buck orchestrated this whole accident and i fucking indirectly love it. killing the indirectly woman, killing one but all of it sending the man to jail forever just to fuck with matt just to fuck just with, to matt. Fuck with doc he, matt every I love every it. line of his is Hey, Dr. Matt, pretty fu- I think at one point he actually says, bit of a deja vu, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, like, Whoa, yeah, buddy, yeah, 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 Jesus. I, it, he's such a perfect piece of shit that I love it so much. Um, Dr. Matt finally gets mad at the end of this episode, which I was like, thank God. It takes forever. It takes so long. Um, and doc- angry Dr. Matt, and then in a couple episodes we see angry Gale, so much more interesting than their characters so far at sure. any point. For sure. 
Um, you, could just, you could just see the actors being like, more thank interesting God. than uh, Gail, I kind of want to fuck Buck now for no reason at right. all. It's, it's more, yeah. Uh, um, there's <laughs> there is a terrible, terrible scene. Oh, so Buck, in the bar. Oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> so, so Doc Matt is now like at some blues club. Okay, Dark Matt is being racked with flashbacks throughout yeah, the day. Just ruining his day. <laughs> it's like it's literally affecting his ability to do medicine. It's yeah, like no, fucking keeps, up shit with people. He's patients. having emotional break. Like, he keeps kind of just sitting in chairs and putting his head in his he hands. Just, and well, he's, when he's operating on, like, that, the woman crashes. Yeah. And then, like, he sees her and it becomes his wife and he freezes. And then yeah. he's like, Doc, what do you, we gotta, and right. then she just kind of pushes him out of the mm-hmm. way and takes over. So it's, it's literally fucking up his yeah. day. He goes to the like, but he's now we all yeah. know he's sober ever since the accident. So now suddenly he's a, we're in a blues we're in a bar, a bar and there bar. are two black men on stage playing the blues. And, and well, the, there appears to be the entire black population of Trinity, North Carolina, which is like five bar, people because there yeah. are a, a predominantly black audience yeah. in this bar as well. But here's what it's yeah, so he's just sipping like seltzer water. Yeah, he's got club soda. He's got club soda, and then fucking. Selena Combs shows up. Oh, because she, she was like, mm, is that sultry music I hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah, yeah, be yeah, over. Yeah, She's like yeah, physically yeah. unable to be anywhere, that she doesn't have a jazzy fucking soundtrack. She shows up, and there's literally, like, there's lines like, uh, just doing Billie Holiday and Boilermakers. Like, it's just That's the worst really fucking, bad. it's just a bunch of shitty, alliterative, trying to sound cool lines. She, going she's back like, she's like, you look kind of blue. And he goes... <laughs> It's a blue night. Yeah, yeah. It's These the lines word, it's, say nothing. They say nothing. They're not even cool. They're not like cool if they were just all. snappy dialogue that don't really mean anything, oh, yeah. but the dialogue was clearly and fun. It's just the worst banter you've it's ever just, heard. It's terrible. Uh, he eventually leaves. That's it. That's it. That's the whole scene. That's it. She nothing kind of, comes of it. She says some semi-seductive she kind things of to want, him. Yeah, the, kind of so vaguely tries to convince him to drink. Not really. He gets up and leaves. Literally the end. He probably doesn't even close out his tap. Yeah, I don't think he just leaves the bar. He doesn't. Well, even to be tip- fair, I don't think they charged him. He only had club soda. Nothing <laughs> makes sense in yes. this bar. Uh, he leaves. He has this weird interaction with Buck. Buck. Like he's wandering around. And Buck. Uh, what's weird too is that he's wandering. I kept thinking that I had maybe missed something, and he had actually taken a drink because he's right. so emotional at that point that he kind of kind looks. Of or, he looks seems drunk. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, like he's disheveled. He's and, exhausted, yeah, yeah, yeah. disheveled. Uh, he's kind of lost. He's wandering around. He's he's very intense emotionally. So it like he's he's basically almost at at a drunk level. Right. And he's talking to Buck, and Buck gives him a speech that kind of starts out with like, "Oh, we're not so different, you and I. Like yeah, 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 we're yeah, yeah, yeah. both very lonely." Is the main thing. We're both very lonely, and all we do is is our work. And then Matt says a lot of, I'm nothing like you, blah, blah, blah. Um, Buck says, basically says, you want to do it over again? You want right. to, you want to like, go back and, I can help you, basically go back in time, right? He doesn't he, say he go back in time. Almost flat, he kind of just flat out to miss having superpowers. Yes. They're having, yeah. like, magical he's like, And he's like, if you, he gives him this bottle, he's like, if you drink this bottle, then you will be able to relive that moment. And do it right. And do it right. And he will give you... It's like, I'll give you the best gift of all, Oblivion. Yeah. Um, and eventually Doc, too tempted, drinks this bottle of whiskey. We get the flashback. This I actually do find very yeah. interesting, which is that he wasn't driving? Yes. So, so that, was, that, was my wor- that was my question was, is it a flashback or... Did they change it? No, because... Exactly. This, I will say this, the whole time... He doesn't. He's never known the specifics of the accident because he was blackout, he was blackout drunk. drunk. So, so now he's in so the I same think, moment. This right. time, not blackout drunk anymore. Right. So I think 
the idea is that we're supposed to find out what really happened. Yeah. And what happens is he's gets like the wife tells him that she's leaving him. She's tired of dealing right. with his alcoholism. Like for basically for the first two minutes of the scene, he's just talking with his daughter, and you don't know that anything's wrong yet. Right. You think it seems like a normal ride, but then the wife is pissed, and then he says like. He basically says, like, where are we going? And she goes, we're going to my mother's. He goes, why are right. we going to your mother's? And she's like, like because I'm leaving you. You, didn't, you don't yeah, even yeah, remember. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. drunk. Stop the car. I'm going to drive now. Yeah, like, she yeah. keeps asking him, are you drunk now? And he's like, and he's no. Like, no, no, I'm buck. I'm trying. Yeah, I can fix this. I can make it, yeah, better. Yeah. I can make it better. I can make it better. Mm-hmm. She throws him out of the car. And he's, he's in- talking about an accident that hasn't yet happened. She right. doesn't know what, what he really means, but she just thinks that he's drunk. Right. Which point he then drives, like... He they, does get out, they, she gets says, out, pull out, I'm gonna they, drive. They, yeah, she gets in the car, she drives away, gets in an accident, they die. Immediately. So, yeah, like, right in front of them. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, you should have seen that coming. Right. It was right there. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's actually kind of an interesting reveal, I think, for yeah. Matt's character. But because he was blackout drunk, and he had been driving the car, I guess, right. uh, it was assumed that he was driving the car Yeah, and they found him, the like, time. the scene of the accident yeah. and all that stuff, so it seemed... He had been, yeah. Um, here's my favorite part of that scene... The fight, in the fight, uh, like, she's pissed off because he got drunk. Basically, the same exact scenario that we see in the beginning. They were at some party and got, and he got drunk and pissed off. And here's the line. She's like, you called my dad a fascist and my co-worker a fairy. And it's like, okay, you only did both of those things because they start with Fs and it's alliterative. Because no one is using both fairy and fascist. Who is this Who is that progressive homophobe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's this uber-liberal homophobe? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, He then comes to and he's pissed because... Buck promised him oblivion. And right. Buck like, and Buck no, promised I, him the chance to do it right. right? And it's like, like, no, I promised you yeah. the chance to fucking get closure, which you now have. But I, yeah. yeah, you're never going to be able to. But I really like that. You know what? I, I watched this movie once called Seconds, and it was kind of like that. Like, Seconds is about this guy who is basically given uh, uh, the ability to get, like, fully reconstructive surgery and do his life over it. Like, he just drops out of his life, kind of faces his own death. Right. And, but the short version of the movie is he lives a second life. It's very hedonistic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he does all the things. He was like, I always wanted to travel and be a painter and have yeah, orgies yeah, yeah, and blah, blah. Yeah. He does all these things, and he's, like, still really unhappy, and his life still sucks. Right. And then, like, everybody is paying to have this, like, do your life over again, but everybody right. does it wrong the second Any time, time? <laughs> also. So I liked it. It's basically a Twilight Zone episode that's a movie. For sure. Um, so this was a lot like that for me, where, like, he goes back in time to do it right again, but it turns out... He did it so wrong the first time, there was, like, no way that he could write it. You know what right, I mean? Because right, it wasn't, right, right. his life wasn't actually about that one accident. It sure. was about Him the fact that he had been a drunk for years. For yeah. Years. yeah, for sure. Um, one thing we have failed to mention, at the initial, uh, the uh, the charity auction, mm-hmm. they said, the, the old guy, was, it's a charity for the hospital, the old guy's like, oh, dude, we love Doc Matt, his, uh, his, his contract is contract up, is up. we're going to renew his contract at the end of this week. The next day, it's supposed to be contract signing time. He's not there because he's gotten fucking drunk. Uh, to, on this magic, on this magic, magic time, time travel, vodka or whatever. Right, but he's still drinking. He's still yeah. drunk. And Buck's like, yeah, looks like he got a little fucking on the yeah. sauce and he ain't coming in. He decided to leave and go back to whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, that was the deal. Like, if he drinks the whiskey, he leaves and goes back to Massachusetts, yeah. he'll fucking... Massachusetts five, ten years ago, whatever. Right. Uh, he shows up. Clearly, he's been drinking. Yeah. Like, he's all fucking disheveled again right. and shit. He gets in Buck's face, and he's like, I'm taking you down, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Here's where I'm confused. Is he now no longer the doctor? 
Like, because they he don't... He keeps acting like a fucking doctor. Well, here's the in thing. In the next episodes, this is just another major event in Dr. Matt's life that never... Has no bearing yeah. on things. I don't has understand. no consequence. It's such a weird thing because this show is generally pretty good about, fo- like, things like have, matter. They, they happen, yeah. they have consequences. They have multi-episode arcs. arcs and things. Yeah, they bring up things through. in They're, one episode that, that really carry through. Or they reference stuff that happened ten episodes mm-hmm. ago. It or they hint matter. at things. Yeah. And this, whatever happens to Doc Match, just seems to fucking water off the Doc's yeah. back, man. It's just a weird... I don't get it. Basically, in the course of two episodes, uh, Buck makes Matt... Go to a mental hospital sure. forever. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presumably, and then lose his job. Right. Neither was, and then neither of those things are just so far ever yeah. brought up again. He just keeps existing. Like, I mean, maybe this is another really out of order episode. I think maybe. What I'm thinking is this episode should come right before the episode where he has him in a yes. mental institution. Exactly. Because at the end of this episode, he threatens Buck. Buck, feeling so threatened, orchestrates it to get him fucking sent to a mental institution. Yeah. So it makes sense in an arc. Right. Just and then Dr. Crower's whole breakdown is makes a lot more sense. Sure. Yeah. Uh, with the end of the B story with Caleb is the saddest fucking thing in the world. He, the go, guy, he, eventually the goes, see, yeah. he eventually goes to see the old guy. They like He's like sneaking around. The old guy sees him. He's like, hey, all right. You want well, to know what's no, going on? Gail is like, we should go over and talk to him so you can see he's not scary. And right. then Lucas is like, or sorry, Caleb is like, no. No, I have to do it myself. So, like, he goes he's, over. He's perfect angel child. And the guy's like, I'll show you why I was digging. And he had an old dog named Omar that was his best friend in the world. And Omar died. And he was be- he was like out in some field. And he couldn't have him that far away from him. So he buried him. In, in, his, his, backyard. Y- in his backyard. So he's, he was also dragging around a sack at a some point. We can that presume that that sack dead, is his dead, exhumed dog. Dead dog. Um, uh, Merle shows up, the ghost angel really, sister. It, Lucas is like, why'd you make the grave so big? And he's like, Omar didn't like to be cooped, cooped up. up. It's, it's so just, cute. It's so and he buries him with, with all his, his favorite toys. toys and shit. And then, oh, this is the moment. So Merle tells it, like, like says, oh, you know, you did good. Me yeah, yeah. I'm coming to help, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know what happens to people's pets when they die or whatever. And it's like, they get to, like, dogs when they die get to run around all day. And then when they're tired, they get to sleep at the feet of their master. And then you see the ghost of the dog yeah. come in and lay down next to him at his grave. Lay down next to the old man at the grave. And just it's like be, And I swear to God, it's like, it's like a tenth less than Fry's dog. Yeah. Like, it's, I was so close to crying. It's and very, I just, very sweet. It's, it's pitch perfectly beautiful. Right. And adds nothing to this show. It doesn't no. mean shit. It is completely unaffected. I think they as just kind of thought it was too dark. I think, I think overall the show was getting just so dark, dark that they were like, like you, we gotta you gotta be a little more uplifting, a little more, little more angel time because yeah. there's been less and there's less Merle mo- time. Yeah, throughout Her accent certain. is just completely all over the place. So disparate. Sometimes it's, she wavers it's almost between... almost Cajun? Like it just <laughs> goes so far off And then the British and yeah, she, yeah. instead of saying like your, she says yo. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. That's it for these two. Oh, now, oh and oh, then no- oh, oh, wait. There's one more thing. Okay, oh, which is this? that um, in Doctor Matt's when he's going and doing the time thing over again, right. his daughter says, oh, "I wrote right, you a love right, letter. Right, right. Uh, I left it on your desk." And he goes, "Oh, I must it must be under stuff on my desk." She goes, "I wrote you another one just in case. Whatever doesn't make sense." Right. She hands it to him. He puts it in his coat. Later on in the episode, when, when he he's clearly to, he comes to, he's clearly thinking, "Was that all a dream?" He finds, finds the letter. The letter in his coat. And the letter's like, I love you, Daddy, and, and I hope you get your shit together. Your, your little, little bitty, bitty pretty, pretty one. one. That's so gross, I didn't even want to say it. I know. Uh, but yeah, that's it. And like he gets his moment of like the daughter loved him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck, because I know nothing that happens to Matt matters. Doesn't matter. Um, I just want more Caleb awful evilness. This is the episode where Caleb says nasty business. <laughs> when talking about what the he presumes man. Mr. Emmett does. 
nasty business. Yeah, so that's it. I'm that's still, it these episodes definitely go off the rails in all sorts of weird ways, but I fucking enjoy them still. It's we're going to do the stuff. next episode, we're going to fu- do uh, 15, 16, and 17, because yeah. we've got to wrap these up a little quicker. Uh, so watch for the next episode, you're going to watch three episodes in a row. Uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, n- no, I might have out tomorrow. This comes out tomorrow. Um, the okay. weekend of the 8th and 9th, I got some shows in San Francisco. Go to my website, heysarajun.com, if you're in San Francisco and want to see me do comedy. Right on. Uh, at Chris Cubis, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Uh, like us on iTunes, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us. It helps, uh, get our numbers up and stuff. Uh, again, watch the next three episodes, and we will see you next week. Peace.